You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake. Let's go along with your host, James Rapine. We have the full 2021 Cincinnati Bengals schedule featuring a three-game road trip, a three-game homestand, and one primetime game. We'll get into all of the details of the Bengals 2021 schedule. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. James, let's get started with the preseason games, the fake games of which there are only three. That's because there are 18 regular season weeks now, and that's going to take a long time to get used to to accommodate the 17 regular season games. The Bengals preseason thus goes in the following order. The Bengals will take a trip down to Tampa at a day and date TBD for week one of the preseason. They'll then visit Washington again at a day and date TBD. And finally, they will host the Miami Dolphins in week three of the preseason Sunday, August 29th at 4 p.m. Tampa Brady, huh? Here's what... I want to happen week one of the preseason, not Joe Burrow to necessarily play, but him to go through this intense warm up, and then Tom Brady to, to walk out there in those Tom Brady TB12 jeans and talk to Burrow. I want that photo of Burrow and Tom Brady talking before the game. But um, yeah, three preseason games. It's a bit weird, but I, I like it better than four. I'll tell you that. It's weird that there are some TBDs in here. I'm also here for Tom Brady talking to Joe Burrow and neither of them playing because neither of them are going to play in that first preseason game if I had to bet anyway. So so we'll see what happens with Burrow in particular. Would be shocked if, if Brady plays and probably surprised, not quite shocked if Burrow plays in that game. It's going to be hot, I imagine, in Tampa early in the football season, but that's okay. The Bengals get to go down to Florida. And then week two of the preseason, they face that Washington defense. And I don't know, again, how much we're going to see starters in preseason at all anymore, especially in a three-week preseason. I don't know if this is going to be the new dress rehearsal game. And if it is, this is a fantastic test for Frank Pollock's revamped Bengals offensive line before the regular season starts. Because Washington, even if they aren't playing their starters full go, even if they're playing a very basic version of their defense, that front four, if they play a little bit, is is deep. And the top end is very, very strong. So we could get a nice dress rehearsal here for the offensive line. And I think the preseason is going to matter a lot. I mean, you, t- you talked about guys like Jackson Carmen, right? Making a position switch. Jamar Chase hasn't played since 2019 that national championship game against Clemson. So getting out there, breaking a sweat, doing all the things that we talk about, just getting acclimated. You're right. I I think it's one going to matter. And two, if you're facing any of those Washington starters in your Jackson Carmen, that's a, that's a good test in the preseason. But for the second straight year, Jake, the Bengals going to start the 2021 regular season or the regular season uh, in general at home. And they, they open up with the, the Minnesota Vikings. And so that's the, 
the biggest takeaway, I wasn't sure if that would happen or if they would have to hit the road, maybe a division opponent. That's not the case at all. And, and so the the first thing that jumps out at me, wow, Joe Burrow back-to-back home games to start uh, both of his regular seasons. And the other thing that stands out in the early part, the month, month and a half into the schedule, three of the Bengals' first five games are at home. Last year, two of the first six games were at home. So, yeah, there there might be some tough ones in there. On the road at Pittsburgh is going to be tough. Hosting Aaron Rodgers, assuming he stays in Green Bay, it's always going to be tough. But home for Minnesota, on the road against Chicago. If it's Andy Dalton, that's a winnable game. Then on the road against Pittsburgh and then two home games against the Jags and Packers, that, that's, that's a pretty decent start to a schedule that could have been much, much tougher the first five weeks. And they're rewarded with those three home games early on with the three-game road trip to help balance things out. So they start with three out of five at home, and then they go four out of five on the road with the bye week in the middle there. And then they finish the season with five out of seven at home. So they really actually do put most of their away games into the first half of the schedule, that bye week coming Uh, week 10, which is very close to the middle of the schedule in our new 18-week season. And in the first half of the schedule, they've got five away games, including that three-game road trip. And in the second half of the season, three-game homestand with only three away games. So home heavy in the back half. The back half looks a little bit tougher, I think, especially at the end than the first half of the season. My big hope, James, is that Joe Burrow actually is ready to go for week one because last year we were deprived of the packed Paul Brown Stadium for Joe Burrow's NFL debut. We did not get that moment. He has played in front of fans, but he has not played in front of a full home crowd. I hope that he gets that this year, and I hope that it happens in week one of the football season because that just seems like the the story that we didn't get to tell last year and something that I think he deserves, especially after working his way back from an injury like this, to come back and play in front of a packed house at Paul Brown, I think would be really meaningful. The other thing that we really need to note here, James, is only one primetime game. Now, of course, a lot of these games subject to flexible scheduling, really from October 10th to January 9th, All of the Bengals games from uh, week five on are subject to flex scheduling. So there's a possibility that any of those games that the Bengals are doing well, the Chargers are doing well, for example, on December 5th, you could see that one go to Sunday night, for example. But as it is right now, only Thursday night, the mandatory primetime game on the schedule for the Bengals in 2021, they're not very excited about putting the Bengals in front of a national audience, Joe Burrow or not, coming off that injury. That was surprising to me because, and I wrote a prediction article about this. I thought it would be three. I thought three primetime games. You know, you got the Trevor Lawrence-Joe Burrow matchup. That's a great storyline. Not shocked at all that that's one of them. But Browns-Bengals, week nine, Browns-Bengals, and they could still flex them, like you said, week 18, That to me, I mean, Baker versus Burrow was big last year in both times. They delivered on Thursday night in week two. And then in week seven, when they played, it was 37-34. So uh, that was one I thought maybe Chargers, Bengals could be one, the Herbert Burrow storyline. And they all kind of revolve around Burrow. But 
even so, I'm, I'm a bit shocked. But at the same time, that's what happens when you've won six games over the past two years. So the Bengals, they have to prove it and they have to earn it. I think that's it's kind of a good way to look at this season because it is a, a big prove-it year for a lot of a lot of people right now at Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of fans that look at this and they feel slighted. But I, I do think that, you know, when we talked about the power rankings earlier this week. This is a continuation, right, of that same conversation where the Bengals do, as you said, James, need to prove a lot to a lot of people. Right now, there is no respect for this team. They have not won games. They have Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow didn't win a lot of games his rookie year either, and then he got hurt. So in the eyes of the schedule makers, the, the TV ratings mavens, that are putting together a product to try to maximize revenue. This should not surprise us, but could motivate us, right? As a, a fan base could motivate the fan base, can motivate the team because I'm sure the team wants to play in prime time too. So sure, I'll take another chip on their shoulder. I wouldn't mind some of these late season games getting flexed either, but we have a lot of games to talk about, James. Let's go week by week, starting with the first half of the season coming up next. There's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation. And with the weather warming up, you need to keep your vehicle on the road. And you can do that with rockauto.com. They're a website that we trust here at Locked On Bengals, and you should too. Because they're a family-owned company that's been in the business for more than two decades. And not only are you going to save time, you're going to save money with Rock Auto. So go to their website right now. Check out all the parts they have available. And it doesn't matter what type of car you drive, whether it's a Toyota, a Kia, a Hyundai, maybe a way back, let's throw it back to the Daewoo. They got it covered, including luxury cars like Mercedes-Benz. So go there now, rockauto.com. Check out all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, James, we've got... 17 games to talk about one more game than last year as we take our initial look ahead at this schedule we've talked a little bit about the opponents we went through the home and road games but now we've got the order and we can talk about these games a little bit more of course starting the season hosting Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase's former teammate Justin Jefferson coming to town with the Minnesota Vikings that certainly a big storyline. A lot of LSU Tigers going to be in this game that played in that national championship game with Joe Burrow. And Daniil Hunter will be back for Minnesota. So this one, from a matchup perspective to me, looks like a pass rush question and a couple of offenses that could go off depending on some different factors on the defensive side of the ball. But I do shy away a little bit from talking too much about matchups in May for a game that's going to happen in September because who knows what happens between now and then. But some of these storylines kind of write themselves for week one, and I imagine the LSU tie will be a big talking point for this particular game. No doubt about it. I mean, Patrick Peterson having to to guard Jamar Chase, right, or guard T. Higgins. I mean, that that's just a storyline in and of itself, and then you have the LSU connection, which you could tie in. Uh, who's going to be doing the gritty the most? Is it Jamar Chase with a couple touchdowns? Is it Justin Jefferson? Does T. Higgins get in on the action or Tyler Boyd, right? Adam Thielen. It's To me, this is going to be a hell of an opener because I agree with you. I think it's going to be a shootout. Maybe the if I had to predict right now, maybe the Bengals get off to a little bit of a slow start. But Burrow versus Cousins, I think Burrow's going to be able to hold his own eventually if that pass 
uh, pass protection can hold up a bit. And I, I don't know. I like the Bengals' chances in this one. Jake, if we we're playing the schedule game, I might take Cincinnati at home over Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Vegas wouldn't. And uh, at this point, it's really hard to say. I can see this being a winnable game, but there's so many factors up in the air. Is Burrow ready? Is Trey Hopkins ready? What injuries happen in the preseason in training camp for both teams? You know, what's going on with Kirk Cousins and Kellen Mond in in Minnesota? You know, what's going on with Daniil Hunter? What's going on with the secondary for Minnesota? Do the Bengals have the offensive line figured out? And And so... It's really hard to say at this point, but I think all I can really actually commit to James as we go through these games is saying that, yeah, I could see this being a winnable game. This is a game that the Bengals could definitely be competitive in. Fair. No, that's fair. And that's honestly with Burrow coming off of an injury with everything that this team has, has done this off season, that's all you can ask for. The last thing you wanted, at least me personally, you don't want to have to open up against Patrick Mahomes. And I know that didn't necessarily seem likely, but still, that's not what you want. And, and they don't get that. They get Kirk Cousins or Kellen Mond. Let me ask you this. Would you rather it be Kirk Cousins or Kellen Mond? Well, as uh, I think it was Ben Baby pointed out, Kellen Mond was the last quarterback to beat Joe Burrow in college. So I, I wouldn't <laughs> hate some some Joe Burrow revenge game against Kellen Mond if he's the starting quarterback. But I, I also like can't imagine that actually happening. So, No, me neither. I... I Kellen Mond's scary. I know what I'm getting with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I just remember Joe Flacco's rookie debut against the Bengals coming out of Delaware. I was like, Joe Flacco, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm not worried about some Delaware quarterback playing in the NFL. The Bengals are fine. And then they lost to Joe Flacco. So uh, rookie quarterbacks, I'm, I'm good. I don't want first games to happen against the Bengals whenever possible, because those don't seem to go well historically. But let's go on to the Andy Dalton rematch. And and this one will be interesting. The big question is going to be, will it be Andy Dalton getting the, the matchup with Joe Burrow, or are the Bears going to go in on Justin Fields early in his career in Chicago? Also, as we talked about, James, some of these attractive road cities to visit, they got Chicago in September. And if there was ever time to go up to Chicago for Bengals fans, I think this is a good game to get on the road for. No doubt about that. <laughs> no doubt. One, we talked about the weather. Absolutely. Two, if you can get Andy Dalton in this game and it isn't Justin Fields yet, I like the Bengals here. Like, it may, maybe it's me just being overly optimistic and the schedule just releasing and I can't wait for the 2021 season because who who can wait? I think we all want it to happen now. Give me it now. But uh if you have to go on the road and play Chicago, who do you want? Justin Fields or Andy Dalton? Well, there's a reason for multiple years I called Andy Dalton Blandy Dalton. And I like what he did for the Bengals. But I know what I'm getting with Andy Dalton and I know what I'm facing. Justin Fields is scary, much more than Kellen Mond. So I would rather face Andy Dalton. I, I think Andy Dalton at 1 p.m. on Sunday, though, man. I mean, that's that's the Andy Dalton time to shine. Let's go on to the next one. I, I do think that's a winnable game, by the way. That That is something I committed to saying. I think that this is a winnable game for the Bengals. So a couple winnable games to start the season. And honestly, I think we continue with the third because the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger will be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals in week three in Pittsburgh. It is a tough road game for the Bengals when they go to Pittsburgh. They have managed to win some games there over the years, though, when they do end up splitting with Pittsburgh. 
Uh, obviously, they, they have swept the division in the last 20 years. So that's the thing that's happened. But this is a team that, that looks to be built entirely on their defense. The offense, despite people talking about the Steelers having a good wide receiver core, does not scare me with Ben Roethlisberger at the helm. A lot of questions on the offensive line. A lot of questions in the secondary. I see Pittsburgh being a winnable game, and I'm glad that we get it out of the way. One of the two Pittsburgh games very early in the season, whereas last year both games came in close proximity late in the season. This is going to be a tough game, Jake, and people are bearing Ben Roethlisberger. I, I, I'm i worried that people are underrating him at this point, <laughs> and, and it's – it scares me, and I do think this is a winnable game at the same time. Heinz Field on the road, going to need a big one from Joe Burrow. Uh, there's no doubt there. And, and speaking of big games from Joe Burrow, he had a big one a couple of years ago against Trevor Lawrence. And four days later, uh, after week three in that matchup against Pittsburgh, the Bengals host on Thursday night football the lone primetime game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's another winnable game. In a game I think that they're probably going to be favored in, a game that they probably not only is it winnable, but they probably should win it. And so I think the Bengals, like, it isn't out of the realm of possibility, Jake, where they could somehow find a way to to look up after a month and be 3-1. and one. Yeah, I mean, even 4-0 oh, if we're really chasing pipes, oh. you know, or chasing, <laughs> what is it? Chasing the I, waterfalls. I chasing, yeah, waterfalls, chasing dreams, whatever. Uh, pipe dream. <laughs> A little bit there, but hey, I think less of a pipe dream than, than maybe previous years. But hey, everybody's optimistic in May as well. And and why not us too? The next game hosting the Green Bay Packers. The big question here is who's going to be playing quarterback? They they get a previous week test against a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and a guy that I'm not sure is going to tra- uh, transition to the NFL in Urban Meyer. And then is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? If so, all right, I'm a little bit worried. Well, very worried. If it's Jordan Love, then still worried because the Packers have a really good roster. But that's not Aaron Rodgers. Sure. And, th- and that's what it comes down to. If Aaron Rodgers is on the field, as much as I like Burrow and I think he could try to go toe-to-toe with Rodgers, you just think that, that Rodgers, number 12, is going to get it done for the Packers. So if he's on the field, I think that this is the first game where it's even at 4-0, it's kind of like, okay, Green Bay's going to win this one. And, you know, you, you never know. It is May, like you said. But I, I'd probably take the Packers in this one. And it's in Cincinnati, and the Bengals have made magic against uh, Aaron Rodgers in Cincinnati mm-hmm. in the past. The next one, the Bengals go on the road to face Penny Stool and the Jared Goff Lions. Very winnable game, I think. I don't know if there's even much more to say about this one at this point other than the Sewell versus Chase storyline, I'm sure, will be alive and well. Then they go to Baltimore. And this is a rematch I've been waiting for for Joe Burrow since they played Baltimore the first time and the Blitz got the better of Burrow. Getting a chance to see them well into the season, they should have things either well underfoot or well well in hand. They should have a good feel for the team or things will be off the rails and terrible by this point. Either way, I feel like we'll know what we're getting when the Bengals head to Baltimore for this game. There's no doubt about it because they're going to be tested a couple of times, whether it's on the road at Pittsburgh, you know, at home against Aaron Rodgers. So by now, we'll know, can this defense step up at all and maybe potentially stop a quarterback like Lamar Jackson because they haven't been able to or not? That's what this game comes down to for me because I think Burrow will play better, but I don't think it's going to be enough unless the defense plays much, much better and can contain Lamar Jackson. 
and obviously there will be much to learn about all of these opponents between now and the time that the Bengals play them. The next team, the third of the three-game road stretch, which makes it a little bit harder than it otherwise might be, the Bengals go to the Meadowlands to face the New York Jets. I guess this MetLife Stadium now? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Whatever it is in Jersey, the Jets shouldn't be very good, but we do get to get a glimpse of Zach Wilson and the Jets, so that could be interesting and compelling. They wrap up the first half of the season facing Cleveland at home. And you talked about the hay that these two teams made. Our first taste of Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow going at it in 2021, coming just before the Week 10 bye in Week 9. This is very much a a prove-it type game for the Bengals. If they're playing well and they have a, a respectable above 500 record, can they take out a team and the Browns, who I think some are going to pick to be the favorite in the AFC North. And this is their their first shot at them in 2021. The preemptive crowning of the Browns, as seems to happen more often than it should. We're off to the races. Coming up next, we get into the back half of the schedule featuring a three-game homestand as the Bengals wind down 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They've got you covered with real-time updated odds and news on every sports league out there. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on in the NHL, the NBA playoffs just over a week away, baseball season just underway really, and we've got the schedule fully released as of Wednesday night, so those NFL games are going to be out there for you pretty soon, too. You can bet on week one already, in addition to all those 2021 player props. So go check it out, betonline.ag. They've got you covered for mixed martial arts as well, UFC. They've got it there. Go check out all their contests, their promos, and we've got a promo code for you right now. Use promo code Locked On when you sign up. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And then after the bye week, Jake, this is the fun one. This is the road trip I think a lot of Bengals fans are already planning to go on. And heck, I might even make my way out west as well, covering the team. They head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. And look, I think this is a winnable game. There's a lot of question marks in Vegas. Derek Carr coming off of arguably his best season, but still wasn't enough for the Raiders to to make the postseason. So I, I think that, who knows, maybe Joe Burrow rises to the occasion and takes down Gruden and the, the Raiders. It'll be interesting to see if that black hole environment translates in Vegas. Because I, I don't think that you're going to get and, and maybe I'm wrong here. I don't know if you're going to get the the travel from the former black hole to the Raiders' new home in Vegas. And I wonder if Vegas is really going to produce the kind of rabid following this team had in the Bay Area. I'm kind of skeptical. They're trying to make it into a club. I mean, they've got literal like clubs, DJ-style club seating, where they're going to be partying at the football stadium during the game. I don't know if they're going to be watching the football game. I truly don't, at least in those seats. So I will be interested to see what the atmosphere looks like in Vegas. I think that's one of the more compelling storylines about that game in particular. The Bengals then start their three-game homestand against Pittsburgh, the Chargers, and San Francisco. So Pittsburgh part two, they come to Cincinnati this time. And then the two West Coast teams, the two California teams on the Bengals' schedule The Chargers come to Cincinnati. We get the Herbert versus Burrow matchup. 
And this is one that I think it could be a, a very big story at this point, especially if both teams are doing well. And then you get the Bengals extra game, the 17th game on the schedule, San Francisco, the 49ers come to town at this point in the season. This is late, right? This is Trey Lance time, right? So I, I do wonder if it will be Trey Lance at this point for the 49ers and how that will be operating with Kyle Shanahan because at this point in the season, they really should have it figured out. And this is sort of the stage where let's say the Bengals do have a, you know, start out five and three or something like that. And maybe they sputter against Cleveland and Oakland on the road or Vegas on the road. Then you have three games, Pittsburgh, and then the two California teams on the slate. Like you mentioned, can you somehow go two and one, whether it's against Trey Lance or Jimmy G or somehow taking down Justin Herbert, or maybe it's sweeping the Steelers. If you beat them in week three, such a, a crucial stretch here, three straight home games, two and one. How can you do it? And if they, they find a way to do that and they get off to the start that they're capable of, we could be talking about a very, very interesting final month, which uh, starts at Denver, another winnable game. It's a pretty solid roster. A lot of solid receivers are high-end talent there. But Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, feels like a winnable game. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess either way, the Bengals are going to face Aaron Rodgers, right? He's either going to be in Denver at the end of the year or or he's going to be playing for Green Bay at the beginning of the year. Because if this is a an Aaron Rodgers-led team, the Denver Broncos look very, very different in 2021. But I agree, that is a winnable game. The, the last three games on the schedule, though, very tough. You've got Baltimore in week 16. Kansas City week 17, both of those games in Paul Brown Stadium, and then Cleveland week 18. Yes, that's right, week 18. So at this point in the season, does Kansas City have the bye locked up? Are they are they playing Patrick Mahomes? Are they resting Patrick Mahomes? Some questions. The one thing that, that John Sheeran said and that we've talked about a lot on this show in the last few years, I guess, is that that he called it a dead cat bounce and so I can't get those words out of my head the the late season success that saved Zach Taylor's job if that happens against these teams Baltimore Kansas City Cleveland and things aren't going great they're hovering around 500 they lose a couple of those games of the California teams maybe and then they win a couple of these games well this is a lot harder than some of the previous, uh, I I guess, December, January mirages we've seen from the Bengals team historically. So it might actually be a very interesting end of the season because like we talked about before we started recording, we're going to know what these teams are for the most part at this point in the season. And it's either going to be the Bengals are, are as good as we think they can be and they overachieve national expectations. And these are competitive games that are interesting and compelling. The Bengals are terrible, just like everyone thinks they'll be. And then we don't care about these games very much. And we're looking at draft status. Or, you know, I guess the other option is there's somewhere in the middle of the road. And these don't look like very winnable games if these teams live up to their expectations. If I had to pick, Jake, three teams to win the AFC, it might be these final three opponents. Not necessarily in this order, but the Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. They're loaded. You know, you got two MVPs. We know the Chiefs obviously going to be the favorite. They revamped their offensive line and 
They don't really seem to have any glaring weaknesses going into the 2021 season. The Ravens looking to take a step forward. They've added to their offense. We know what they're going to bring defensively. And then the Browns, from a roster standpoint, I think are really, really, really damn good. Might even be ahead of the Ravens from a talent standpoint. But, you know, there's questions about Baker Mayfield and can they they do it again? But, the, yeah, this is a tough end of the season. And it will be sort of a a good way to to put a bow on it. Because if they're hovering around 500 still by this stage, can they make that push? Can they show it? it it's really hard to to take that next step. And if things go as well as we think they can go, which why not be positive in May, as you've said in this podcast, then, yeah, this is a good way to tell, are they for real? Are they not? Are they big time? Or are they just one of these hovering around 500 type of teams that need to make some more big moves next offseason? And that's probably the case with this Bengals team. They're probably a year away from from being legitimate playoff contenders, but maybe not. And so if they enter this final three-week stretch in the hunt, we'll know a lot, a lot, a lot about them when they take the field. And two out of three of the games are at home in the the one road one at Cleveland. Oh, wow, that's a a 45-minute plane ride. So that's not too bad. So let's get a winnable game count here, James. I'm going to run through it real quick, and then you run through it. To me, winnable games, games that I expect the Bengals to be competitive in at the very least. And I think it could be most of them, but... I'm going to be a little bit conservative here. Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. So all four of the first four. Green Bay scares me a little bit. That one obviously is Aaron Rodgers pending. So I'm not going to put that one on the list for now. Detroit's five. I'm going to skip Baltimore at Baltimore, especially. Jets are six for sure. Cleveland, I'm not really sure yet, but I'm going to say that that they can play them tough and hang with them. So we'll call Cleveland seven, especially at home. Vegas 8, Pittsburgh 9, Chargers I think should be competitive. We'll know a lot more then, but right now let's call it 10. San Francisco I I actually am not going to include right now. I think they were very, very injured last year, and, and I think they should be a lot better this year. Denver 11, and I think that might be it. So so there's 11 games that just right off the bat, I think the Bengals have a, a shot to to be in down to the wire if not be favored in some of these games. But those are the ones very quickly going through it for me that that stand out as their most winnable games. That's fair. I I think I agree with most of those, and and I'll I'll do it differently here. Um, But let's just predict win-loss if I had to right now. And so I would say win-win. I'm going to be super positive, 2-0. The Bengals beat the Vikings. They beat the Bears. They lose to the Steelers week three. They beat... The Jaguars, they lose to the Packers. So after five weeks, you're feeling good. They're f- they're three and two. Week six against Detroit, give me that win. Suddenly they've equaled their win total from 2020 and they're four and two. They lose to Baltimore, beat the Jets, and then they lose at home to the Browns. So they're five and four going into the bye week. You take that all day long. And then out of it, going to Vegas, I think that's winnable. So I'll say win. All right. Then then Steelers, are they going to get swept by the Steelers? I don't think so. They didn't get swept by the Steelers last year. So suddenly you're looking at a team that could be seven and four. Is that crazy? Maybe six and five in that range. And then 
against the Chargers, Los Angeles, against San Francisco. I think they split those two, and they, it could end up being two losses. I, it's that Chargers game. I just don't know if Joe Burrow is going to go down. And then you got Denver on the road. I got that as a win. And then here's the problem. Baltimore, Kansas City, it feels like two losses there. And then you got the the Browns. I think they can win one of those two and split with the Browns. They almost did it last year. I'm going to pick them to do it this year. So to me, eight and nine, which is going to be weird to say, or nine and eight in that range, it's pretty okay. I think it can happen because some of those losses that I named, I think could be wins. And some of those wins, maybe early in the season when I have them getting off to a five and three start might end up being a loss or two. So eight to nine wins, which should probably be the bar, not necessarily talent wise, but where they are in this rebuild. So I think that part of it is realistic, even though, let's be honest, the team that's won six games over the past two years, expecting them to win eight or nine games is probably probably a bit optimistic, even though they have a lot more talent right now. That's the direction it will have to go for Zach Taylor if he is to be the answer in Cincinnati. And that's certainly the direction that you would expect a franchise quarterback to take you. So if they can get competent around Burrow and he's healthy, and this team has a, you know, let's call it an average run of health. They're not going to lose any of their superstars for more than a few games here or there. I think that's a reasonable place to to hope they get to, or, or maybe even a little bit better if Joe Burrow has some of that magic in him. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We're back tomorrow with the weekend mailbag. Get those questions ready to submit to at Lockdown Bengals on Twitter when we put the thread up tomorrow morning. Until then, Bengals fans, a day and have a good one.